how you doing, man? All right. I wasn't sure how this worked. I just stuck my phone up to my ear and I about lost my eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, what's new, man? Oh, not much, man. You know, we took a we took a month off in between season one and two with Fourth of July and everything. Joe came back out here to from Arizona for about a week and a half, so we took that time and then uh, kind of reformatting some of the stuff that we're doing with the show and that and COVID fucking everything up. You know, I mean, it is. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's messing way too much shit up. The bar that I work at, I mean, you know how this is because you're in the bar business too. But uh, we had nine of our customers test positive for COVID in the past uh, week. Wow. So we had to shut down, do the deep clean, and eight of the eight of them, eight of the nine were pool league players. So now the APA president has suspended all pool league play for the next couple of weeks. So now my hours and everything are just completely fucked at the bar once again because of fucking COVID because people just, and these are all people who uh, like down to the last person just refuse to wear a mask. Oh yeah. The logic (laughs) of the anti-maskers. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, hooray for your freedom. But, uh, you know, I mean, are you going to pay my bills, bro? (laughs) You know. Well, hell no, they're not. Yeah, so uh, I went in the other day and had kind of um, come to Jesus with the, uh, it's it's the Fraternal Order of Eagles. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have, we had, uh, well, I think the one we had uh, nearby here is closed down. But, yeah, there used to be one right up the road for, from me a little ways. Gotcha. So I was talking to the chairman of the trustees, and I was like, you know, this this being loosey goosey because we're a private club and the pool players keep coming up with all these cool exceptions on why they, the last one they came up with that I was, I just shook my head at. They were like, well, we're competing in a sporting event, so we don't have to wear a mask. I was like, really? Have you looked in the mirror at yourself lately? Like any of yeah. you? You're not a in a, sport, this is a like, sporting oh, event. <laughs> God damn. No, you're not athletes. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I, I, one of the things you you remember the movie uh, Kingpin? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they're when they're walking in, it's surrounded by so many athletes. And there's all these <laughs> fat guys swilling beer and eating pizza. <laughs> all the rejects from Lebowski's outtakes and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> Man, how's your show doing? How's everything going with that? Everything's cruising right along. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been busy as hell. Uh, just I, i'm i'm booked up pretty much to the end of august right now and i got a there are a couple that there are a couple folks in ohio that are wanting to get on the show and they want to come do it in person on a saturday because they're like a couple hours away gotcha and i can't find a saturday that we can actually do it because uh you know this coming saturday i got a tv shoot i'm doing i had to edit some uh, some of my movies i had to edit movie clips for them and i'm going to be doing that most of the day saturday this are saturday you, are you doing a morning news show or something or <laughs> no it's it's kind of a uh it's kind of like a late night talk show kind of like a uh, tonight show kind of thing it's called okay. gym city gym city tonight because okay. uh, dayton dayton is the gym city so you know it's called Gym City Tonight with Andrew Metakaitis, who's a friend of mine. He started the show 
been almost two years ago that he first started the show and i was his first first guest ever oh cool oh so, yeah it was uh so now it's uh, the season opener for season three he's got me back on so that's cool man that's cool three two i'm not a rocket ship all right everybody welcome back to another episode of what your f and binge a podcast brought to you by joe and chris i'm chris Joe's not with us today. He's got some stuff going on there in Arizona, but I have with me a very special guest making a return to the show. We had him on back in March, and we appeared on your radio show. I believe it was in March as well. Don Smith, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, I think you you were actually, uh, you guys were actually on the last show we did in studio before COVID-19 shut us down. That sounds about right. Uh, Yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, I think Maybe I remember seeing one after that, but that was it. Like we were like right there at the, as being the last in studio for you. And that sucks, man. Yeah. You, you were, you were on with the, the, the guest co-host showdown between Scotty and Autumn. With Autumn and Scotty. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That, that was the last one we did in studio before being kicked <laughs> out by COVID. So. <laughs> oh man, that COVID's like really doing a number on everybody and everybody's all aware of it. So I don't want to weigh them down with any of those details. We all know. Oh yeah. Yeah. We all know what the bullshit is. So, you know, I mean, uh, you got the comedy club that's up and running now, right? That is a, a little over a month ago. We, we went ahead and reopened. We're at uh, way reduced capacity. Of course, everybody state of, uh, we're 50%. Yep. Okay. And, uh, which, I mean, we weren't much, we, we were, we were pretty close to that before (laughs) it's, Uh, it's getting harder and harder to get people into comedy clubs these days, but uh, yeah, it, it depends on what's out there in the marquee or, or, you know, I mean, because there's so many good comedians going around, but it's like, well, if I can pull up the special on Netflix or whatever, if they're not on Netflix, I'm not really all that worried. People are going through that kind of like a golden age of new comics. With that, yeah. it seems like where, you know, being at like open mic places and whatnot, you just don't draw like because there's an open mic place here in town. And I was going to go do a set for what kind of psychopath takes a seven year old to go see fucking Jaws at the drive in, which, <laughs> which would be my dad. And uh, uh, so but uh, it was like there was like two people in there. I was like, yeah, I'm not I can't come in here and run new material with just two people. That's yeah, yeah. we do. Bag of dicks. We- I mean, yeah, we yeah we do we do all the time. <laughs> I, most most of the time, you go to an open mic in a lot of places, and it's just other comics in there. So pretty much, yeah. yeah. And, and it was supposed to be like a big deal. That's the reason I was going that night. And then everything just kind of like bailed out at the last minute. There was a little bit of a flare up with stuff, and they didn't close down the bars, but we dropped from seventy five to fifty percent. They put new restrictions out, and everybody was like fuck it i'll wait i'll wait and do it later kind of a deal so it is what it is man so um the um the radio show you've got uh the special coming up with uh what's the talk show there that you're doing the little movie montage and interview with oh that that's going to be uh gym city tonight uh with andrew metakaitis that's a, a little uh it's a little show in the Dayton, Ohio area. So, because of course Dayton's the Gem City, so yeah, I, I get to be his uh, the season on the season opener show for season three. Uh, I was his first guest ever when he did his first show back. Uh, I think it was January of 2019. I think was his okay. first show that he ever did. Did and, he perform uh, at the club, or do you just got you guys know each other from way back? 
Uh, he, he has performed at the club before. Uh, we've known each other for a little while. Uh, he's been on the radio show a couple times. And that's, uh, I think that's why he wanted me on as his first guest on the show. Cause he was a little bit nervous of how it was going to go. And because I am, I'm a talker and I'm used to <laughs> ad libbing. I'm used to ad libbing everything on a live radio show. So I think it made him a little more comfortable that it was somebody he knew was going to talk and be an interview where he, he wouldn't have to scramble for stuff to say. There, there is something really settling about having somebody else on that kills your dead, dead air. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever you reach that pause and have somebody else who could step in and kind of fill in the gaps, it, it does, it does settle things a lot for you. So I, yeah. I get where he's coming from. I've had moments like that on the air too, where I'm like, uh. Oh yeah. Well, that that's one of the reasons when, when I was doing the live, the live show, I always like to have a guest co-host in there with me because every now and then. By the time I'm doing the show, I've been working at least, you know, eight to 10 hours that day. So I'm going to be tired. There's a chance I'm going to have a brain fart and not think of anything to say. And if if things uh, are running hot and heavy like they're supposed to, then you probably would just be coming off of a full three-day weekend at the comedy club, too, whenever you go to record. So Right. Uh, right or or filming all weekend or something else you know i'm always doing something and that's half the fun of it and that's also the nightmare (laughs) (laughs) keep it busy is its own blessing and curse that's for sure yes yes um what kind of uh outside of the tv show and of course the radio show all of our listeners have heard you before on that what else you got going on that we're that is coming up on the horizon for you you got any projects going on man I do. We have, uh, there are a number of uh, films that I was working on that of course got put on hold and we're going to be back on set, uh, August 29th. It's going to be my first time back on set since all this happened. And I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to be working on a, a new film called black wolf, uh, from, uh, cinema lexicon, uh, productions and William Lee, uh, okay. I work, I work with William a lot. Uh, we actually had two films that, uh, during the whole shutdown and everything, we actually had two films drop on, uh, I think you can get them on amazon.com. You can also get it, uh, walmart.com. There's a lot of, a lot of streaming services have it, but, uh, black Mamba, uh, just released recently as well as the Goocher, which is a horror film that, uh, I was involved, involved in with him. That was kind of fun. Uh, we also, they re-released, uh, there was a, sh- a movie we shot about three or four years ago that originally was titled Straight Out of Hate. And it, uh, because of its subject matter, it was having a hard time finding a home. I bet, especially in today's climate. <laughs> yeah, at, at the time we were, at the time we were working on Netflix deals and Netflix, I think they gave it a week limited release. They gave it one week limited release and they just they were they were afraid of it honestly because what the premise of it is uh, there is a a group of crooked crooked uh, murdering police officers and there's a group that has a list of who they are. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's definitely. So uh... this <laughs> vi- this vigilante group goes out and starts taking out these the crooked cops. Well, there's another group that sees this vigilante group doing this to cops and they think it's a free for all. So they come in and they start killing cops just for being cops. 
which of and eventually it comes to where both of those two groups have to come come to a head because one of them is completely undermining the the everything the other one's trying to do. So at the time it was put out, it was relevant and it's still relevant now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in a different I, way, but yeah, still definitely very topical. Yeah, it's it. I found it. I, I've done a lot of movies with him. I've done a handful of movies over the past five years, and this one, as this one will make you mad regardless. I mean, there is going to this, and it's not in a, it's not necessarily in a bad way. I actually think it's a fairly important movie, but it there is a lot of stuff in it that will uh, that will get people's skin crawling. Well, that kind of reminds me a little bit of the premise of a show. I don't know if you ever saw it, but um, uh, it was uh, called The Nine Seven. It's a Netflix original hmm. uh, or a, docu- um, a, a documentary uh, for Netflix documentary. I don't know why I say it like that. But anyways. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> it's an they, extra uh, little flair to it. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they, um, they uh, basically go through the life of this police precinct and this one particular officer who ended up doing like 15 years in prison because he sold dope and ripped off drug dealers and killed people. And he wow. got convicted on all this shit. Stay on the job. Uh, they take somebody who's a witness or a suspect. They're like on the fourth floor and they just throw his ass out the window. And these veterans turn around at him. This is New York city. These veterans turn around and look at him and they're like, this is the way it is. If you don't fucking like it, leave. And Hmm. so he was like indoctrinated, like his first week on the job with this really crazy, these horror stories of what we, you know, with currently what's going on, these horror stories of police stations and precincts. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really gripping, gripping story and it makes you mad regardless of which side of the things that you fall on, which obviously you can't fall on one side of people getting killed or not, but you know, I mean, just police being bad from the core, uh, it just really makes you uh, mad that it, it was allowed to happen and allowed to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said that's called the nine, seven, the nine, seven. Yeah. I might have to check that out. That does sound fairly interesting. It's a good watch, yeah, for sure. And the guy, the guy who's the main character, he was actually on Rogan. I think it was like a six or seven years ago, maybe. But anyway, he's just a really interesting guy, and he's just a he's a hoot now. I mean, he's hilarious, and he's this big ball busting fucking bodybuilder cop with the shaved head. Looks like the guy that was in Epstein's cell with him. But, I mean, he's just completely hilarious over the top now because he's repented and blah, 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 admitted to his sin. So he's able to, you know, kind of go on with things. But just the stories he he was he tells in it is just a fucking nightmare. Could you imagine your dreams of joining the force and then your first week on the job, you find out, oh, well, everybody's on the take and we just kill people if we don't like their answers. That wasn't what you grew up wanting to be, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's a little rough. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the last time that we had you on the show, you, uh, we, we, of course, did the What's Your and Binge, um, where Joe and I guess uh, what it is that you're talking about, and, and today we're kind of taking a different path on it, but you did bring us Norsemen, and they just released season three of it. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? Well, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think I was, I watched the first episode, the first day it released i think so 
yeah that I, I, was, I took uh, some time to make sure i could that way right yeah, it's a it's a, a good season. It's uh they're obviously not wrapping anything up. I haven't seen anything as far as like production notes or anything goes, as far as right. what the next season's supposed to be. But you know the uh, fl- flailing of the testicles is like the most hilarious <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> it just fits their humor so well. I mean, it was just like the perfect add-in to all of the other. idiocy that they've had in the first two seasons this is just a perfect thing to throw in there season three is really good so uh, it's very very creative punishment yeah right (laughs) (laughs) either a lack of things on hand or a very creative way of looking at it one of the two for sure right so um the uh the studios that the uh the movie uh black mamba uh is coming out with that's from lexicon right uh yeah, cinema cinema lexicon, yes. Gotcha. Um I remember us talking about Black Mama the last time that you were on the show and it it's finally it's finally out now or it is it, in public? It it is out. It is out and available on uh, most streaming services and I think I think you can get DVD and Blu-ray on uh, Amazon. I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. And uh you play a um I I play a bad guy. I'm a bad guy named Slayer. Uh, The the premise of this is uh, we're trying to uh, we're trying to take over the the drug running game, and we have police on the uh, payroll, and they start kind of a citizens watch program, which is which is kind of ruining our game. So we decide that we're going to start taking folks out, and uh, we basically. We kill a lot of neighborhood people that are involved in this, and uh, one of these people is Kiara Stone, who is played by uh, uh, Angela Williams. Angela, Angela Williams, Williams. Fa- okay. Uh, fan, fan. She, she's uh, awesome to work with too. But she plays Kiara Stone. Uh, Kiara was not uh, slated to die, so she gets brought back from the dead. Uh, by the powers that be in order to take revenge on all these people, all these thugs that went around killing neighborhood folks. There's a lot of supernatural because her being brought back from the dead by the angels upsets the demons of hell and they start rising up to kill her. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. There's a great scene. Uh, Michael Moore is a comedian out of uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. He he plays Satan and his wife is Esmeralda, Esmeralda, who is played by Donna Lee Heising who is fantastic in that role. And there are some great scenes between those two arguing with each other. And she's always, she's Esmeralda is always cussing Satan out and slapping him around. And it's and they're, freaking and they're hilarious. Real, they're real life husband and wife. No, no, <laughs> no, no. You, you would think so. They do very, they do, they play it very well, but, <laughs> but no, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a cool movie. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of it is actually filmed at Wiley's. Oh, at really? Wiley's, Wiley's is a background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we are a background for a lot of it, and there are a lot of scenes in the streets that are actually right outside of Wiley's. And there, we did a lot of filming at a warehouse in Dayton that's uh, kind of shut down, kind of not. But there are some really creepy places in this warehouse. You go up to the third floor and there are places where they tried to tar the roof where it was leaking. Okay. And of course, when it got hot, 
all this tar melted and dripped through all the holes. So you're walking through and there is just black tar stringing from the ceiling all the way down to the floor. Oh, that's a pretty in cool this effect. warehouse. And it's it's wild. We walked up there, we were like, Holy shit, we gotta film here. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you couldn't get that backdrop if you planned it. So that yeah, oh that's yeah. Very cool. There there are so many there are so many creepy rooms in that warehouse. So we did a lot of filming there. But it was uh it, it was it was great fun to work on. There's a lot of great uh a lot of great fight scenes. Uh, Grace Kelly did a lot of choreography as well as William, who's a martial artist. They do a lot of co- choreography on the fight scenes. And Outstanding. Some really, really nice. Awesome. And uh, uh, so whenever you're going back to production, you said the 29th, right? The 29th, yeah. We're going to be working on that's That's Black Wolf. That's, that's a different. Black Wolf, yeah. Yeah, that's. And whenever you go back to filming Black Wolf, have you gotten production notes on how they're going to handle um everybody for the current covid situation like are they going to do things in stages like are yes you guys yeah we're eating and then lighting comes in separately or what hey everybody it's chris thanks for tuning in today to today's uh episode i hope everybody's really enjoying it got a quick message for you here if you are in entertainment if you're looking to be a model if you're a writer if you're a songwriter or an aspiring actor or actress and uh, you've reached that point where you need a little help to get your name out there to a lot more people I've got the best person for you to talk to. That's Steven Joyner. He's a publicist from Southern California. You can find him on Facebook at Stephen L. Joyner. And you can call him directly right now at 816-605-4561. That's 816-605-4561. Stephen L. Joyner's got hundreds of contacts, insiders in Hollywood, People who have appeared in feature films, directed feature films, produced in feature films, uh, album and copyright work, you name it. He's got somebody to put you in contact with if you're wanting to put your name out there. He's got a great name in entertainment and knows a lot of other people that are in entertainment as well. It's the best person you could call. 816-605-4561. Now back to the episode. We're going to keep stuff as separate as we can. Of course, if you're not, if you're not currently in the scene or if you're behind the scenes, you're going to be masked. Uh, we are going to have uh, some healthcare people on site mm-hmm. to uh, just, just to monitor people and make sure nobody comes in with a fever or anything like right. that. So, so yeah, we're, we're going to be taking every precaution that we can for, well, for one, we want everybody to go home safe and healthy uh, but our director, our director has some underlying health issues, so we have to be. He has to be really careful anyway. Okay, so we have to protect so, him, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're 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 going to be as as cautious as we possibly can, but at the same time, everybody's itching to get on set and yeah, get their life back. <laughs> yeah, as as uh, this new normal uh, kind of marches on, and we start going into fall, it's uh, kind of weird how things are setting up now. It, we haven't talked about this before, but are you a big sports guy? Have you been keeping up with NBA or Major League or anything? I, I I'm really not a huge sports guy. I watch some football here and there, but uh, I'm an Eagles fan. But other than that, I don't really. I'm not huge on sports. If if they decided not to have an NFL season, it wouldn't be the end of my 
world. Gotcha. Gotcha. So <laughs> I know a, lo- a lot of people, they, they revolve around that. That's a big part of their life. And that's, you know, to me, I, I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, with fantasy football and all that good stuff, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they watch the games for their players and, you know, that's kind of part right. parcel of why it's uh, remained so big and gotten bigger over the past 20 years. But it is definitely weird seeing these sporting events. You know, I, I'm a big MMA guy and I watch UFC every weekend, uh, whenever they have the Vegas fights or fight Island or whatever. And, uh, you know, back in the nineties, I worked in the ring. I, I did some fighting and, and whatnot. And, um, hmm. I'm, I'm being modest. I had 17 pro fights, but whatever. Um, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it. whenever you've been in the ring before and then you're watching these guys fight and you're able to hear the smack and the thud and the and the huffing and puffing that comes with it and, you know, the, the corner talk and everything and how they're breathing as they're going around the ring. Right. This is a brand new thing for a lot of people that have never actually stepped foot in, in a ring to, you know, do combat sports. So it's a, it's a really cool thing. And I kind of, kind of dig it better, to be honest with you. Um, Hmm. Just, just because it just shows an extra layer. And, And of course the crowd does give you like a big boost of momentum if the crowd's on your side, but, you know, at, at the same time, being able to hear your corner clearly and also hear the other corner, <laughs> where, yeah. wherever they're telling their fighter what to do, you can kind of listen in. And, and so there's there's some strategies where they start whispering and stuff, but it, 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 yeah. it, it is yeah. what it is. But because, um, yeah, no, no spectators, so no crowd noise, none of that. That's... Right. You know, whenever you see Rogan off in the background and he's like, oh, uh, you know, John, uh, St. Pierre should be doing this. His corner fucking hears that. And they're yeah. <laughs> going into the next round. They're like, hey, man, watch that kick and, you know, stop leading with your left foot or whatever. Cause they're hearing Ro- Rogan and Dan Cormier talk about this stuff. So it's, it's really kind yeah, of that's uh, different. different. Yeah, definitely different. And uh, so uh, production for um, uh, the new movie, uh, when, when is that scheduled to wrap? Do you have, and uh, we, we are not a hundred percent sure yet just because everything's still up in the air, but we have, uh, we have some sets time scheduled up into, uh, September. Uh, we typically film on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, cause most, most of us involved have other jobs outside of filmmaking. Right. So yeah, we, we typically shoot on Saturdays, occasionally Sunday, but, uh, it, it all depends on yeah. It all depends on when we're when we're happy with what's been shot. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and and for everybody out there who isn't familiar on how like an independent movie works like this, you're not necessarily part of SAG. It is truly independent, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I am not fundraising a... to get the movie off the ground, and, and like, what's yep. that like for everybody who's involved? For oh wow, haven't that's experienced it before. Uh, it, it, it depends. I mean, there, there are some, a lot of times we have a little bit of funding to begin with, or we have funding from a previous movie we did that we kind of roll over, you know, gotcha. uh, what, whatever we made on the last one, some of it gets rolled over, but, uh, uh, yeah, it just depends. We've done some crowdfunding. We're not, we're not wild about it, but, uh, usually, usually we get some investors that want to see a film through. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, uh, we, for Will, William, William's been doing these for 
well over 40 years. So, I mean, he, he knows how to get some people on board to get a, to get a movie done. He's definitely somebody that will get the movie done. And nine times out of 10, probably more than that, they'll get, they'll get out, they'll get released and they'll get out distributed to the world. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, whenever it comes to uh, a movie production like that, it's not like you're dealing with du- Disney Studios or Sony or anything. You don't have a hundred million dollar budget or even a million dollars. Right. So right. you're, making, you're making everything work on a shoestring and everybody's imagination. Everybody meets up on the weekend and they're building sets and all this other stuff that goes into it to get everything going. But this uh, uh, he's been in the business for 40 years, so he's been able to tie the bow on a lot of different projects. So. Oh yeah. I would imagine, especially in like today's day and age, especially without using like Kickstarter or crowdfunding stuff like that, having somebody who's gotten across the finish line so many times for so many years has got to be invaluable for everybody else. Oh yeah, he he has a phenomenal track record, and and one of the things I mean, he, he'll he'll get the movie done. There are some folks that don't like the way he works because he's uh, somebody that if he sees you as an obstacle to getting the movie done, <laughs> okay. you're gone. He won't uh, he won't work with with okay. you, and he won't again. I mean, and I I've been this will be I think Black Wolf will be probably my sixth or seventh film with him. So I, I, I've had, I've had a good relationship for him for about five years now. So, uh, we work, we work well together, but he knows if he needs me on set at a certain time, that's when I'm going to be there. And that's, that's really the big thing is just, you know, be responsible for your own career and be where you're you're supposed to be be responsible and show up on time and know your lines and know your sides and know where you're supposed to fucking be at on set, you know, yeah, to me, it doesn't, that's that's not something to where it's all that hard to do because that's just naturally what I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I mean, I will say it's acting is an art filmmaking is an art. And sometimes artists can be a right. little flaky. Yeah. And they can be as hard on each other as they are. And, and that's for damn. But yeah. W- William will definitely get a movie done. I've seen us lose. I mean, we've lost, locations the day of filming we got there and two hours later we don't have a location to film and have to scramble to find a new location that's one of the uh when we were filming six Mm -hmm. feet below hell we we got we got on set at eight o'clock in the morning and the set was closed the person that was supposed to be there that was to open it and let us in he was passed out drunk inside and we couldn't get him, we couldn't wake him up. So two hours later, we're, we scramble, we find a new location, which was about 30 yeah. minutes away from there. We go over, we film everything we wanted to film that day. And we still left set an hour and early. And that guy was never to be seen or heard so that's, with again, I'm, I'm assuming after something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's never even been contacted again yeah. as a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's that the thing with the thing with the the mini and micro and low budget filmmaking is you have to roll with things like that and don't let it stop you because there, with that kind of filmmaking, there are a million things that can shut mm-hmm. you down for good if you if you don't just roll with it and say right, I'm going to do this anyway. Some things and it, it's definitely got to be really really helpful to have somebody who's the the director and the and the producer of the movie or that is a taskmaster and doesn't take any shit whenever if, if it screws up production then he's done with that i mean that's 
that's a good thing. And, right. and some people might get their feathers ruffled working with a person like that. I've worked with people like that before in the corporate world. And I actually learned more from the people who pissed me off with that kind of stuff than the people who were like super <laughs> easy going and, and yeah. whatnot, because, you know, you can't get the, you can't get the team across the finish line. If it's like, oh, okay, cool. We got, you know, we got till t- tomorrow. Right, whenever right. You don't, you got till three o'clock today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, he, he's not no, difficult no, to work yeah. with if you're doing your job because I, I, I love him to pieces and on set, he's great, but I've seen him fire people for screwing around that, that it was not pleasant, but that's, he, he, he has made some enemies <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the industry. But the funny thing is the enemies he's made are people that can't get their own movies made because yeah, so no they're too anyone else's yeah. they're too easy going on everything. So it's like okay, right. no big loss. But he, he uh, the the only thing they will do, and it's kind of funny to watch him do it, is he'll release a movie, and there were I think with Six Feet Below Hell before the movie even released, like an hour before it actually dropped there were already 10 negative reviews on it <laughs> for people who got fired. And there's, and there's <laughs> right. And there's no way these people could have seen the movie and made it and, and made a decision about it in that amount of time. But they, they, he has some haters out there that will follow him around and will post some crap That's on his movie. Like 20 years ago that he fired on set and, my mom doesn't like you. Right. So you're get a bad review on every fucking thing you put out, and they've never even seen it. That's awesome. That that's that does happen a lot with this movie. It makes me laugh because you know it's like okay, but we got it done. We got paid. Have a wonderful right. day. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know this, the crazy thing, the business that they that, that we call show. I mean, you have to have characters like that, and the, the stories that you get after the yeah. fact yeah. are what make are really makes it cool. Whenever you work with another actor from a previous set you got these stories to tell or you and him have this common ground you know you know what to expect and uh, do you ever have that oh yeah uh, oh shit you should have saw that coming kind of moment with new people on set where like maybe they're they're not aware of what his policies are (laughs) yeah yeah i i've there are very few people that are that i'm friends with that i will bring on to one of his sets for that reason Mm -hmm. because i mean it's people that i've worked Mm -hmm. with before that i like but it's like here's the thing if i bring you on you're on your own you're not going to make me look like a putz for for yeah putting your name out there yeah (laughs) right right if you if you don't think you can show up you don't think you can be there then don't say you're gone and all of these things have gotten you credits on imdb and I'll, I'll make sure and, and post oh, yeah. it for all of the listeners uh, whenever the episode comes out. So that way they can find all of your previous work. Most everything is available uh, through the regular streaming services like Amazon and like Crackle and Shutter. Yeah, I think those or what? I don't know if they are or not. I think I. I think there are some okay. that I'm in that are on those, but I, I can't think of which ones because I've. Uh, Probably the past five years, I've done 20 or so, 15 to 20 different movies with different directors, and a lot of them are still out there and available. Uh, there are some that are short films that you can still find YouTube. on uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, but Buttons, we fi- we finished filming Buttons, the short film I was in, just right yeah, before everything shut down. It, yeah. I think 
Yeah, and it uh, it actually it made it all the way to the final uh, the final uh, it made it all the way to the finals in the stage thirty two uh, short film competition, yeah, really? which is a yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It made it all the way into the finals, I believe. So it was which. I was I was proud to work on that one. It was a lot of fun, very well shot. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely check out buttons. Yeah, on we'll, YouTube. we'll definitely make sure to uh, plug that on the on the episode as well. I want everybody to get a good chance to see all the work that you've done. And and, and you're saying that you've done you know twenty twenty five of these movies in the past five or six years, even, including the shorts and everything. That that's a a lot yeah. of time on set and a lot of time to really start to like craft your your approach to how you read lines and and take in a character so i mean would you are you could are you to the point now where you consider your style to be natural like on site reading or are you more of a method guy or what what do you how do you approach it uh more more of just on site reading i don't really i don't really do the method acting stuff i've read up on it but to me that's uh, right. just a little much <laughs> <laughs> that for fun not for not for me uh, yeah well you know everybody who knows you knows that knows that's not right so it's okay uh, <laughs> uh, but uh so um with uh, with everything going on i know that like i was uh put out of work by the shutdown momentarily I we uh, I was the first person to lose their job uh, whenever the president shut everything oh. down. Being a bartender, and uh, you know you didn't yeah. have to go through yeah. any of that outside of the club, right? It, like your day job stayed intact. You didn't have to miss out on anything. Right. Uh, well, what they what they did with my day job is they actually put me on second shift for a while, so that some of my facilities would be closed when I had to be in there and do work, but. Uh, I'm a HVAC uh-huh. tech, electrician, plumber. I do maintenance work for healthcare facilities. So yeah, we were still we were still necessary, still essential. Uh, I actually one of my main facilities is a 24-hour emergency okay. room. So I I you know it, it has to stay up running. It has to keep going. So yeah, I definitely I didn't lose. If anything, I I might have gained a couple extra well, that's, hours that's here cool, and there that's, that's, because that's of it. That's a good deal. And um, with with everything going on in your schedule outside of the club hasn't really been all that affected that much other than changing shifts. And for anybody who doesn't realize, if you go from working days yeah. and then go to working seconds, it's uh, it can be kind of hard on you, especially the older it's... you are, you know, because I'm 50. If I had to change from working nights yeah. and go to just strictly days all of a sudden, I'd be a fucking train wreck. It's, it's, it takes a while to get used to jumping shifts, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm back on day shift now, but, uh, the only thing, the only thing I really had to worry about is changing when I did my gotcha. interviews. Yeah, so. I, I ran through that too. Cause, it, cause that's, that's the thing that, that's the thing that would piss me off is, you know, I'd go into work on a Friday and they'd say, well, Monday our shift's changing. Yeah, right. It's like, no, it's not because I got stuff scheduled all next week. This, that, said you're going, you're going, you're Yeah. And I, I told my boss when we were getting ready to go, go to second, I said, I'm going to work another week on first before I go to second, because I have things scheduled. I said, and when I come back, if you do it last minute again, I'm going to stay on this schedule another week. 
because I'm not going to try to reschedule everything I have going on because you can't figure yeah. out what the hell well, you're doing. At least doing. you and the boss have a good enough and relationship that's... that you can speak on it that way and, and work out. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've spoken to bosses that way all my life. I've only been fired a few times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so have you had a chance to binge anything while all this stuff is going on? Hey, everybody, sorry to interrupt. I got one last message to give you here so we can pay the bills and get back to the show. Um, you know, we've been talking about it here for months, and it is finally up and running. The What's Your F and Binge online store, our partnership with Life Activated, is officially now up and running. Go there for the very best in today's market in CBD, hemp, and THC technology. They have energy and balance, pain relief with live Max gives you uh, a weight loss system with a detox cleanser and a sleeping aid. Live Canna gives you energy, focus, and balance all day. You can wake up with a boost, improve your concentration, ease some of those aches and pains, and get a level of balance that you get from the CBD full spectrum product. They offer it in full spectrum and THC free. Again, you go to what's your F and binge dot life activated dot Com. That's whatyourfandbinge.lifeactivated.com. Go to the What's Your F and Binge online store. Check out all the products. You'll see special prices for, for our listeners. Give it a try. You're going to like it. Let's get back to the end of the show here. Surprisingly, I have. There have been a few of them that I have. And uh, Which one, which one tickles yeah, your fancy I've, the I'm, most? Uh, which one did really grabbed you? Are, are okay are we, are we gonna go no, where you have to guess again or are we just gonna yeah, say gonna it and talk it. about it uh this one this one's on hulu it's called what oh, we do in the shadows awesome so joe and i put that up as uh I, one of the uh i think may <laughs> shows to watch on on the uh on our channel so yeah it's a great show Oh, okay. Yeah, I I absolutely love that one. That one just the, kills the humor me. is uh, dry in some spots and then over the top in the others and just downright fucking silly in some parts. You know, whenever uh, what's his face is at the Whole Foods and just like throwing shit on the floor and just like giving everybody bad looks and the the whole idea of you know, <laughs> uh, vampires living in modern day and trying to fit in, but they're still super goth and yeah. they have their familiar with them and he's the comedy. He's he. I think he was originally written in to be the comedic relief of all of it, but now it's almost to the point where he's the straight really? guy, while the vampires are the comedy. Yeah, I was. I was going to say yeah, because he's uh, the the uh, Guillermo. He he's kind of uh, he's not very. I, the funniest thing about him is that he's a descendant of Van Helsing. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched, watched all of it, or all of season one and most of season two? Okay. Well, yeah. I don't. Have you gotten to where all the vampires or all the other vampires are coming to, to kill them? Put them up on trial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 why Guillermo's so good at at killing <laughs> vampires is because he's a descendant that of Van Helsing. Awesome. I did not know that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, no, I hope I didn't about, ruin anything for you. That, on that, actually, but yeah, that's a different kind of a, a twist on it when uh, watching new episodes of it.
Yeah, because he, he did, uh, I think when all the vampires were doing, I think everybody, all of them were doing like the 23 <laughs> yeah. and Me thing or something like that. When they were all doing that, Guillermo did it too. And that's how he found out he was a Van Helsing. That's awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love that that show. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, dumb. It kind of fits up there in the same category, at, you know, with talking with you a couple of times. I mean, it kind of fits in the same vein as Norseman. It's silly. You don't have to put a yeah. whole lot of uh, – it's one of those shows that can play in the background and you can still keep up with it and still laugh at the parts that you're supposed to laugh at. And then half the time you see anything that they're yeah. doing on scene, on screen, it's just a funny look, period. You can't help but giggle at some of the settings yeah. they have. Uh, and still with both of them, the production value, the production yeah. quality is well, phenomenal. It was originally made for uh, FX. So that's why they have that's why they have so much okay. production behind it. And FX, uh, FX is definitely along with AMC and HBO, you know, the powerhouse for making these series like that that you know go multi seasonal. Have you had yeah. a chance to check out uh, Yellowstone? Nice. And I got to tell you, Don, that is that what, is what's on, that on? Paramount Network, um, and it is okay. It's also on, uh, you can get it on Hulu. It's on Hulu. And um, it is by far uh, the number one series of the summer as far as a weekly episode goes. Now, if if we were going to lump Ozark into the mix, I'd say maybe it's second. But Ozark was released all at once. It wasn't an episode. So that's the difference that I'm putting there. So as an episodic show, it is by far the best show of the entire summer. It's Kevin Costner and his element. You've got the whole cowboy thing going on. It's a real, a real look at what's going on uh, currently in these in these ranch areas, and um, uh, just the character plots and the dynamics that they have going on in it. There's a little bit of comedy just because of the way lines are delivered, which you would expect with Kevin Costner. Um, but, uh, just right. the show is just fucking outstanding. I can't recommend it enough. So it, once you catch up on everything with, uh, in the shadows, uh, give it, give it a try. It's a great series. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out. I, I've been going back and watching some old school shows lately. I just, I was there for a while. I was watching old taxi <laughs> shows, the, the old taxi with the, which I, I, I was surprised how well those you know, actually and we hold said up. the exact same thing about cheers you know on the fan page we had that vote where everybody tells us what wrote retro which to watch as far as the fact that you know any given half hour episode they're not really talking about anything that's topical there's no politics that are interjected into it that's right. the part that made it hold up for me and i, I get what you're saying about sam alone uh, I believe we titled that episode, so you're yeah. telling me Woody Harrelson became the biggest star out of this whole fucking thing? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But no, ta- Taxi, I was surprised. Taxi actually okay, holds up well. Watch, I'll have to go back and watch some some of that, you know, with uh, Christopher Lloyd and... and, and uh, yeah, you know, Jesus, Reverend yeah, Jim. Like and, all, yeah. all-time I- iconic character, really. And uh, you got Tony Danza oh, yeah. in there. All the other casting characters yeah, who were uh, all mainstays during the '80s and household names, and now for the life of me, I can't yeah. think of half of their names. But uh, oh, Danny, De- Danny DeVito, you gotta love Danny DeVito anyway. Yeah, 
and <laughs> yeah I, I was surprised how well that because i watched it for nostalgia reasons and it's like you know this actually <laughs> would fly today and not piss too many people yeah, off because that that's the big that's the big thing about the older shows is you know some of them would come out and they'd be like oh that's that's you know they'd have a fit about the what, politics did of you see it where but, abc uh, is doing those uh live productions of all in the family and good times uh, i did it's not actually quite interesting woody harrelson is archie bunker <laughs> and uh, uh you know, of course they spin it to fit today's you know paradigm on everything but still it's uh it's very crunchy and and you know the old guy is set in his ways and he's gonna say what's on his mind even if it's not right kind of deal and uh yeah it, right they're, they're both only running the one season i believe they only did six or eight episodes of each but uh the fact that they re-released those as live productions i was like totally blown away and i watched the first couple episodes of both of them and they and they they weren't bad they flashed back to the originals and and That's, they and they yeah. did good with holding up well, that's that's good. I, I'm 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 kind of surprised they would re-release uh, All yeah, in the right? Family. I mean, they... <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, this is uh, the the show was running pre you know everything that's going on, so I don't know if, if it would actually right. be released. But it it actually wasn't that bad. It was funny in spots. Of course, Woody Harrelson's hilarious. Well, you know, if you give him half half a shot, he's gonna right the scenery. But um. Which I, I think, like, like a lot of shows like that, I think that, I mean, they, they weren't glorifying the no, fact that no, Archie was racist. If you go back and watch that stuff. They, if anything, they, it was a satire. They were making fun of it, fun of him for being that way. You know, it, so, yeah, I, but, but it's, it's hard for people to see right. that nowadays yeah, for some reason. Th- said if you that, say Archie Bunker in, in any, any company, they're like, oh man, that guy was such a racist and so horrible. And it, it's like, you're not understanding the times that it was done. Yeah. And, and also the show really right. lambasted him for his views. Really. I mean, he was the butt right. of a lot of jokes. <clears throat> yep. And that's, yeah. But, you know, that's, can't, yeah, folks are too yeah, sensitive these days. You got to so. tiptoe on ice with everything. <laughs> But uh, Don, I, yeah. I do appreciate you making yourself available and coming in and uh, uh, talking with me here on a Sunday afternoon, man. I, uh, it's good stuff, and and I'll make yeah, sure no to uh, tag everything on 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 this episode with all of your credentials from IMDb, all of your credits that you have there, and and everything from the Life Radio Show. Um, I believe last time I did include a tag to the radio show, but I didn't include all the movies, so I'll make sure to do that on this for yeah that's fine yeah yeah there, there's a lot a lot of fun movies out there black mamba is a it lot of fun like, uh, it just sounds like just down course, silly enough and that it's trying to be serious but funny of course i i, I talked to, i talked a little bit about the one that was re-released it was originally titled uh straight out of hate it is now called burning down babylon okay, that makes more sense so that's that's the yeah that's that's the one that was recently re-released called burning down babylon now so it's uh yeah, that that one's that one was a very interesting, and it was it was shot in almost kind of a found oh, footage okay, way. Okay, that's cool. Uh, not so much Blair Witch, but like yeah. lost footage kind of deal. Okay, right. 
Right. It, it, it was mostly, it was mostly handheld. Like you're seeing it from the point of view of the people running oh, like through Cloverdale? this stuff. And yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot like that. Yeah. As that's far as that style. That's very, so that's very interesting. It, that's, that's gotta be really hard from a director and all the way down. The yeah. Line. And I, I, I thought away, regular movies with, with that, yeah, with, with that subject matter, I thought filming it in that style, just made it that much more visceral and, and, and real, which is, which is one of the great things I, I think about that movie. So burning down Babylon's definitely a cool one to see. And the, and the Goochers just, the Goochers just fun horror with a lot of people vomiting yogurt. Is that camp cheese. horror? Hack and splash <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with those movies, man. Those, those were a staple of my childhood. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, uh, as always, I do appreciate you coming on. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you having everybody me. Everybody else out there in Podcastville, until next time, don't get any on you and don't forget your squeegee. See you guys next time. Testify!